This is the Sunday morning message broadcast from Church of God Holiness in El Dorado Springs. It's a joy to be with you this morning, a privilege I consider, and uh, it's good to be at my home church. I travel quite a bit to other churches, and uh, it's a joy to do that, but it's always good to be back home, and always good to hear my pastor preach. Um, after spending 45 years in the pastorate, it's, uh, <laughs> it's quite a relief not to have to prepare every, every week for something new. You know what? A, pre, a, a pastor has about 24 hours, well, maybe 12, when he doesn't have any burden on him. But the rest of the time he's thinking about what is it, Lord? What, where do I go from here? What do I do? What do you want me to share with the people? Am I right? I think that's, that's what I experienced anyway. And uh, I have a great appreciation for pastors everywhere and pray for them that God will help us during these days to have a message from Him, a message that will stir our hearts and help us to have a response to God that's positive, and it will bring forth fruit in their lives of eternal life. Well, <clears throat> I uh, I've been re- was reading in my devotions, you know, that's the time when the Lord speaks to us. If you don't have devotions, you really need them. You really need to take time every day to read God's Word and to pray. If you were using you version, and that's what it's called, it tells on you how, how, how long your streak is. You know, how, how many, if you've missed a day or two or whatever. It has a streak that, and it's, and then, it, then another calculation of, 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 uh, of your days. I don't know where you are on that, but it is good to follow, and it's good to just keep on reading the Word of God and getting something for your soul. So, uh, it, my subject today is joy. I was walking down the hall when I heard, joy to the world. Well, that fits real well, doesn't it? Let me, at the beginning of this morning, make a little quick survey. How many of you have ever been discouraged? Let me see your hand. Whoa, I guess I'm speaking to the right crowd. Joy, joy. I'm using a text from... Um, from James chapter 1, and uh, some of you know where I'm going right now, don't you? Because you've read the Word, and, and this, this is a verse that just jumps out at you and just screams at you, you know? James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. My brethren, count it all joy... When you fall into various trials, are you with me? Does that knock you down? Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. There's the key, isn't it? Knowing that your testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, 
who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Let him ask in faith with no, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Father, we pray your blessing upon your word to our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> the, our text is found in that, uh, in that verse that kind of hits us all. When troubles come your way, Considered an opportunity for great joy. So says the NLT. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. What a position. That ought to cause us all to have a glad response. By the way, what is joy anyway? Can you, can you describe it without using the word joy? Joy is unique. It's a fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? And we have God in our lives. We have the Spirit of God in our lives. We have joy. Now, you may not have very much because the fruits of the Spirit, you know, the seeds are planted and then they grow and produce fruit. And one, one way we know that we are saved, a person is saved, you're, you're concerned about, are they... Do they have the fruit of the Spirit in their lives? And is it growing? Because that's, that's the key. Jesus in our heart, the Holy Spirit, we are growing in the Lord. And this joy is hard to find out a definition, you know. It's a delight. It's happiness, and yet it's deeper than happiness, isn't it? Happiness depends on what's happening. But joy is constant. It keeps on keeping on. Though you may not feel joy this morning, you can still have joy. Because joy is a glad response in our hearts to God. It is a glad response in our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the Word of God. And you and I can have joy, and we can count it all joy when when we encounter problems and difficulties. We've all... uh, Life is a series of attitudes and adjustments. Your adjustments depend upon attitudes. Our attitudes determine our measure of usefulness, our measure of peace, and the destiny of souls. I don't know whether you can grasp that. I copied that from a message back when I was in my teens. And it stayed with me. Life is a series of attitudes and adjustments. Adjustments depend upon our attitudes. Our attitudes determine the measure of usefulness, the measure of peace, and the destiny of souls. 
it also determines the joy we have. Do you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy? Let Jesus come into your heart. An attitude of surrender, an attitude of submission to Him brings joy to the soul. We've all used the expression, when life hands you a lemon, why, you just make lemonade. That's a positive attitude, isn't it? Make the adjustment, in other words. Don't be sour, but use what you have to make something good from it. We agree, all agree, that that statement is easier to listen to than it is to practice. To put it into practice is another story. But when your troubles come, you have a choice. You can rejoice and be glad. You can look at it as God's permissive will. You can look at it as a a work of the enemy to try to discourage and defeat you. He does try to do that, you know. And the Lord allows that so our faith can grow. I remember when I, when I was a teenager, uh, I, I loved to feel good. You know, and it just seemed like the Lord let me feel good on Sundays. I was singing the songs and I just, my, it was just wonderful. I was rejoicing and happy. And then when it, uh, well, I guess burdens and whatever and schoolwork and homework and all that stuff, I guess it just uh, caused me to have a change in my emotions and I uh, wasn't feeling the same way. Hmm. I wonder, I, I wonder. And the enemy sows doubts in our minds and pretty soon our faith allows, uh, our faith dwindles Lord, help my faith, help my unbelief. But then I realized the Lord wanted to keep me more than I wanted to be kept. <clears throat> then I realized that joy's feelings come and go. But when our joy is settled on Jesus, when, when our joy is based upon the promises of God and what He's done on the cross and what's going to happen soon, our hearts can be filled with joy. And there is a fullness of joy. The Bible talks about it many times. Full of joy in the Holy Spirit. It seems like those two go together. Fruit of the Spirit is joy. And they just, don't you want to be always filled with the Spirit? Paul prays for that. Be, being filled with the Spirit. It is a continual f- filling in our lives. Have you had it today? You had a great one opportunity this morning. Weren't those songs fabulous? They were just tremendous. And I just sat there rejoicing in my soul. Oh, holy. He's holy. And it just, my heart responds to that. That's what we call joy. It's a delight in my soul to sing His singing and making melody in my heart to the Lord. Not just quoting the words, and that's one thing that's happened to many of our hymns. And some people just get bored with hymns. 
But when you sing a hymn with joy, with expression, with, with the, the thrill in your soul, they, oh, they come alive. In fact, all of our songs do when you sing them from your heart. Amen? Amen. Oh, how we, how we have that response. Well, I'm getting away from my notes, but uh, uh, <clears throat> some, when they go through a trial, they give up their faith. They fall by the wayside. I had a funeral of a, a baby up in North Kansas City where we pastored. And the Miller guy said, we, well, I, I, I'm going to serve the Lord. I, he never did. But others let the joy of the Lord shine on their face in spite of the circumstances. You know, it's going to be a bad day when you wake up in the morning and the sun rises in the west. <laughs> or your boss tells you not to bother to take off your coat. Or when you jump out of bed and miss the floor. <laughs> uh, or wake up in the morning and your dentures are locked together. <laughs> <laughs> We all have had bad days, haven't we? But don't get discouraged. So many times we do, though. My subject is joy. Joy in the midst of even discouraging situations. Now, I know that we'll not always be on top of the world walking on the mountain, for there will be occasions that we'll have to travel in the valley for a while. But I'm aware that God has provided us in difficult times of those valley experiences. He provides for us. In this life, we will have tribulation, Jesus says, pressures, difficulties. In this life, we will have trouble. In this life, we will have trials. In this life, we will have difficulty. Waves of, will crash against your life. There will be discouragement. Things won't go as planned and delays will happen and disappointments will interrupt and storms will come and winds of adversity will blow. Sickness will come. Hard times will come. Death takes the lives of the good and the bad and sorrow invades our lives and weeping, financial difficulties, dark days and uncertain times. We probably can register an affirmative in most every one of those things already in our lives. And if you don't suffer while you're young, you probably will when you're old. Various trials come. Troubles blow our positive attitude and our faith away. The countenance falls and troubles overwhelm us. It seems that people come to church, try to sing, but it's just hard to get a smile on their face. One man said, I... Oliver Wendell Holmes said, I had been a preacher. But he said, when I saw preachers, they were always dressed in black and looked like they were a funeral director. <laughs> that discouraged him. <laughs> we live in a fallen world. It's a battle. We have weaknesses. We have tendencies. Some are melancholy. They, they just naturally go to the negative side. I feel sorry for people like that. They have a real struggle to rejoice in the Lord. I feel for you if you have that kind of a spirit, uh, 
personality. Because of Adam and Eve's sin, suffering and death by way of the curse come upon all mankind. And there is the suffering that is self-imposed. We do things that are not good for the body or the soul and cause difficulty. We make choices that have consequential harm. We must not blame the dentist or God for cavities when we don't brush our teeth and continually eat candy. When we don't take care of our body and don't eat right, work long hours, seven days a week, inhale smoke, drink and eat things that are harmful to the body, it'll have consequences. It's not good. If we do some of these things, we may go to heaven early. If we suffer for wrongdoing, Paul said, what praise do we have? If you play on the ice, you're liable to fall down. I saw a young lad at a Walmart one day who fell on the ice accidentally. His mother rebuked him and said quite thoughtlessly, won't you ever learn? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. On the other hand, if we live right, treat our body right, we may still suffer because we live in a world that's suffering because of sin and the curse. Does God protect us from all suffering? Don't we wish? No, He doesn't. Does suffering do us any good? Helen Keller said, We could never learn to be brave and patient if there were only joy in the world. The Bible says, If we suffer, we will reign with Him. We may have suffering in different areas of our life. It may be the physical realm where we learn the grace of God is sufficient to sustain us in the pain. We may suffer the assault and destruction of our ego to learn that except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it will bring much fruit. Have you been to your own funeral? Have you purposely died to yourself? Not very many people come to that place. But that's what the Lord wants us to do. Die to ourself. That old carnal nature is a Selfish nature. It's a self-way principle. And the Lord can help us to die to ourself. Now, it's really quite simple. We struggle because we don't want to. We don't want to die. We don't want to let go. We still want to run our own lives. So we give it all up. We lay it all down. We say yes to God. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll follow you whether it be a hard way or a difficult way or, or if it's easy. <laughs> yeah, if it's easy. Does that happen very often? <laughs> no. 
but the way of the transgressor is hard. And there is joy in serving Jesus. Oh, there's joy in following him. The Lord fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Oh, what a wonderful prayer that's been answered in my life. We may suffer emotional crashes to learn the need and value of faith over feelings. We may suffer one way or another. In this life there will be tribulation, but be of good cheer. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. You know, that brings joy to my heart. We're talking about joy. It brings a glad response into my heart that I know that one day all of this trouble down here is going to be over. There's no more pain or suffering, death or... <laughs> oh, just name them all. I don't, I, they, they don't do anything for me. They just kind of depressed me. But when I think of Jesus and when I think he's, what he's done for me and for you, when I think of the joy that he's brought into my life and the delight I have in serving him, oh my... It is, Paul says, joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know, I think we'd all be better off and we'd even have better health if we'd dwell on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been proven. People are sad all the time. They don't have as good a health as those who rejoice. Rejoicing is good for the bones. A merry heart is good like medicine. <laughs> you and I need to have the joy. Oh, woo, glory. Oh, we can have the joy down in your soul today. You can have it in spite of everything that's happened around about us. You know, I used to listen to a lot of news. You know, lately I just haven't had any desire for it. <laughs> I got XM in my car and used to listen to Fox all the time. I just, you know, pastor says something about watching too much Fox. I think that was right, Joe. <laughs> but but there, there are some things that just... You know, I, I, I'm, I've been praying. I sure have been praying and seeking God for his will and his way and, and for his power and his, his enlightenment to, to touch the hearts and lives of penitent men and women and expose evil that it may be cleansed by the blood and men will confess their sins and, and find freedom and salvation. That's what I'm praying for. Our churches everywhere that God will explode the heavens upon us, you know, and pour out his spirit and give us joy unspeakable and full of glory. I've been praying that way, but I just hate to dwell on all that other stuff. Hmm. Save us, Lord. Oh, how depressing it is. And they found out that during this COVID time and all this separating ourselves from one another, that there are more, there are more suicides. I read a statistic on it. I wish I could remember just exactly how it said, but the suicides have just uh, exploded. There have just been so many in these days of this, all this stuff going on. But I tell you, I feel like living for Jesus. Oh, what peace. Oh, what joy. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> the guy was giving, he was always rejoicing in the Lord, always shouting and having a good time. And they just got tired of hearing him doing that all the time. So he gave him a, a National Geographic. They just gave, let, they let him find, they let him just read that. That'll occupy his mind pretty soon. He said, oh, hallelujah. He was blessed. What are you, what are you rejoicing over that? National Geographic. They don't believe in God, you know. And <clears throat> 
he said, I just, he just talked about how deep the sea is. And I got to thinking that's where my sins are. They're buried in the deep of the sea. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, yes. Well, <clears throat> there, we, we, uh, we, we all suffer one way or another. There is a part of character or maturity that can be acquired only through suffering. We all would like to take the course on suffering and learn all the answers from the pastor or the professor and not have to take the exam. We'd all like the crown without the cross. We all want to talk about prayer, but we can never learn the value of prayer without passing through the deprivation and value of suffering. James informs us today that this is life. Troubles comes. No matter what the troubles may be in your life or the temptations inside your heart and mind, God provides a victory for you and for me. These difficulties will move us on to spiritual maturity and strength. You may fail. You probably have this morning. If you haven't, uh, well, maybe you're not telling the truth. Uh, You know, we all have to face these things, and God allows it so He can grow us up. Stop being a child. Be a man. Be a woman. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. So James uses the word count. Count it all joy when trials come. How are you doing with that? Is it working? I hope it is. One way it, that helps it work, the way count it all joy can work is that knowing, knowing that the testing of your faith is fruitful. It causes a good thing. I mean, you're going to rejoice as you look back and see how God has, has made you a man spiritually. Has, well, Paul uses the word teleos, which means maturity, which means perfect. Okay? There is a perfection I know we're all scared of that word. Nobody's perfect. Well, you can love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. You can. God requires it, and He never requires anything that He can't do for us. That would be mocking us. So God wants us to grow emotionally, to grow in our faith, to grow in our courage, to grow in our cheerfulness. Amen? Praise God. I'm so glad that's happened in my life. I used to be kind of down. You know, you probably wouldn't believe it now, but I I used to be just kind of a sober guy. And I was always kind of checking on everybody else. Are they doing what they're supposed to do? And I'd kind of let them know. One day I walked in on where a bunch of boys. I was just a, a teenager, and I, 
And one of the guys says, "Uh uh-oh, here comes my conscience. (laughs) And the head of the school, Dr. McConnell, called me in the office and said, you know, some people can be pastors and some people can be evangelists. That was the only message she had to give me. She knew I was called to preach. What in the world does she mean? But I got the message. The pastors have a caring heart. They don't go around condemning people. Evangelists try to, try to help them feel their guilt for their sin. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, I pointed out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a pastor has to do the work of evangelist. So the Lord brought me a long way, folks, from where I was. He brought me a long way. I haven't pastored 25 years, but I've stayed and didn't want to leave and had a unanimous call. Uh, But uh, growth and suffering and learning to trust God. Not have to have good feelings all the time, but know what it is to have your heart in a sling and to walk with difficulty and holding your head up in spite of everything and rejoicing in the Lord and taking time out to just praise Him and glorify His name and come to church and sing from your heart. and Come on, friends. It's not always easy, but when you do it, there's always, always, always a reward. I found it the best thing in the world for me to rejoice. Paul said, I I say rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Yeah, sometimes we don't get it the first time. Rejoice in the Lord. Oh, how I wish, and I know how our pastor wishes and prays that God would just baptize us with a spirit of rejoicing and praising God. I've been reading a book, uh, a leader from one of our small churches. I went there for a service. There were four. And so we rejoiced. And the Lord was there with us. And he gave me a book. It's about that big, the great Chinese revival. Did you know they had one? I didn't even know they had one. I mean, it would top anything we've had here in the U.S. It happened 100 years ago. And, and it what happened amongst the, the, the Southern Baptists. And, and God gave them a... They got hungering for the fullness of the Spirit... And that was the theme. And, and, and the joy of the Lord was on their hearts. And they were rejoicing everywhere. They're meeting everywhere. Rejoicing in the Lord. And in seeking the Lord. And spending hours seeking the Lord. And in rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoicing, rejoicing. Oh, may, may God fill us with His Spirit and with joy. For they go together. Oh, they go together. The fruit of the Spirit is joy, is love, joy, peace. Oh, yeah, we're not talking about all those other good things that cause you to shout. (laughs) We need that too. Just lift our voices in delight and be glad in the Lord. I'm glad you got that clock spaced right where it is. Don't have to even look at my watch. Well... James uses the word count. He used the words knowing. These two words are the key to having victory 
in the midst of trials. Knowing is a financial term and it means to evaluate. James is saying, look at the big picture. The verses that follow reveal this. The trials come to make us strong. They show us what is worth living for. Hebrews 12 tells us that Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. He saw the big picture, the finished picture. You and I redeemed. (laughs) Hallelujah. You and I in heaven. Woo! Glory! Won't that be wonderful, friends? Just think of stepping on shore and finding it heaven. Breathing no air and finding it celestial. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! Talk about joy, my friend. You haven't seen anything yet. I don't know how we'll express it, but they're singing hallelujah, 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 holy, holy, holy. And it's like the sound of many waters. It's a, it's a thunderous shout of praise and glory. Woo! I can't wait for it. I've had a few times when my heart's been so full of joy. I had it one time at, at Finley Camp meeting. We were singing in a quartet, and, and we were, uh, the, Joshua Stauffer was the Bible teacher and preaching in the afternoon. I'd been going through a difficult time, time of testing. And I remember I, I, uh, he said, boys, you'll sing. That's what they always called us boys. Mr. McConnell called us boys sing. And uh, we were high school kids, so we were just boys. And uh, she said, uh, he said, I know you know the song that I want you to sing after I'm finished preaching. So he proceeded to preach on the greatness of God. Oh, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful. And then all of a sudden he sprung this out. Boys, come and sing How Great Thou Art. We sang the first stanza. We didn't sing the second uh, Through the Woods I Wander. We always shortened it to the first, the third, and the fourth stanza. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got to that third stanza. <laughs> and when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. And about there, something happened. Uh, the, the Lord just opened the windows of heaven and poured something down in my soul. And I got so blessed. I, I kind of came to walking back and forth in the aisle saying, Oh, Lord, I can't take any more. I can't take any more. I tell you, as a boy... 15, 16 years of age, I'll never forget that fullness of joy, that fullness of joy that, got, that lifted my soul into the heavenlies. If you've never experienced, I pray that you will someday. And one way we experience joy is when I think, when I know the end of my trial is going to bring me closer to Jesus. It's going to bring me into a deeper experience of love and grace. It's going to make me strong in the Lord and the power of His might. It'll, It'll show to me that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank God that Jesus had joy in going to the cross and dying for us. And he might redeem us from the hand of the enemy and deliver us from, from, from wickedness, save us, transform our hearts and lives, and make us new creatures in Christ Jesus. Look at the big picture. When you're going through trials and temptations and sorrows and heartaches and whatever it is, count it joy and rest assured that God is working to complete that which he's started in us. Don't give up. Don't give up.
God often digs the wells of joy with the spade of sorrow. George Whitfield said, we must be made perfect by sufferings. If we do not meet them in our younger days, we will certainly have them in the decline of life. As a child growing up in Sunday school and VBS and camp meeting children's services, we used to sing, if you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, let Jesus come into your heart. Your sins he'll wash away. Your night he'll turn to day. Your heart he'll make it over anew. We used to sing, when my cup runneth over with joy, I find it easy to pray and to sing all the day. When my heart cup runneth over with joy. We used to sing, I have the joy, 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 joy down in my, where? Down in my, uh, yeah. We sang a lot of songs about joy. And we have a lot of songs and hymnals about joy. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory. And the half has never yet been told. Oh, praise His holy name. Oh, my people will be filled with something these days. They can be filled with madness, wrath, fear, food, light, darkness, ex- extortion, wickedness, and greed. Actually, you can be filled with joy instead. You know, Collinsworth wrote a song. He said, Joy is not canceled. Joy, everything's canceled. Joy is not canceled. Choose joy. Choose joy. May God help us in these days to have the joy of the Lord. The fullness of joy. Come now. Some of us have different capacities. But I pray every one of us will be full of joy. Paul said, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. It's through faith. Rejoice when you're not feeling joy. Come on. Again I say rejoice. Uh, Stir up the joy. Fan the flame. Come on, friends. People would be drawn to us much easier if if we had joy. Come now. A little smile will increase your face value, you know. (laughs) Let's rejoice in the Lord. Let's rejoice in the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for the joy in our hearts. Thank you, dear Lord, for ministering to our hearts this morning. May we go from here rejoicing. May we remember to rejoice in the Lord. To, to have a glad response in our heart toward you, knowing that you'll, you'll take us through however we're tried. Your tender care is never denied. So always trusting his promise so true, you'll take us through. You'll take us through. We ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. You've been listening to the Sunday morning message broadcast from Church of God Holiness in El Dorado Springs. Our messages are archived at www.eldochurch.com or to order compact discs or DVD videos of the messages, call the church at 417-876-2200. Thank you for listening.